Grandpa, get more coffee right now. Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee. That's fine. Okay, thank you. I have Corsan, Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. The noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's go with this week's episode. Uh, our first coffee review is Cracker Barrel, which uh, was in Madison, Wisconsin, exit 135C. I'm familiar with that because we passed it up. And then we had to come all the way back because we were heading up to um, um, Eagle River, St. Germain area. So we uh, circled back. And when we get in there, the place is like, let's say, 25% full. And the gentleman at the, where you walk in to get your seat, let's call him the host, says there will be a 10-minute wait because they're short of help, which was interesting because, again, there's only about 25% uh, capacity. We're fine. We're fine with that. Uh, wait the 10 minutes, get seated. Um, he hands us our menu, and then he asks us what we want. Gets us our coffee, gets us started. That's the most important thing. You sit down, you ask what you want to drink after you hand the menus. You don't walk away, which he was great with. We're looking at the menu, and then the waitress shows up. Very nice. And unfortunately, we overwhelmed her with everything. Everybody's trying to get their orders in. And she was very gracious, very nice. She just said, wait a minute, I just started. And then we all started laughing. And then we realized she just started. Gentleman came around again, asking us if we wanted coffee, which was great. Count how many times they come around. But this time I didn't because when he said they were short staffed, you don't. You only If you can get extra coffee, you're happy. Um, they were very nice, very gracious. Um, the food came. Um, I like Cracker Barrel, so the food is always good. So if you're on your way to Madison, Wisconsin, Stop in at Cracker Barrel off of I-90-94 at, again, exit 135C. And when we got up to, uh, one quick note, when we got up to the house we were staying in with our friends, um, our hostess, Sally, was serving coffee every morning. It was great coffee, and it was always ready. And uh, she was, uh, maybe subconsciously, she was thinking, Jeff's probably counting how many times I ask if he wants more coffee or if people want more coffee. You know, she didn't have to, but the pot was always ready and the coffee was great. So, Sally, thank you. Oh, well, thanks again. It was a great weekend. And let's get to our movie. I just watched a movie the other night. It's called Bad Samaritan. So we're investigating some alleged crimes in the neighborhood. Possibly breaking. Would it be okay if I came inside and had a look? I didn't take your coffee. Good coffee, by the way. And it's about some valet service kids that when they get the guy, people check in the restaurant, they take the car and they rob their house while the kid makes a mistake. Uh, I won't get into the movie, but finds out one of the customers is a, uh, a killer. 
So he calls the police and the police go out to investigate at the guy's house. And this is where the coffee comes in at. The cop has suspicions about the guy and the guy is tense moment. And the guy, the cop says, would you mind if I come in to your house to take a look around? So there's this moment of silence and the suspect says, how do you want your coffee? Okay, very relaxing statement. So then they're talking and again, the cop's taking notes. So at the end, when he's getting ready to leave again to make the suspect relax, he says, this coffee is really good. It's great coffee. And then the guy says something else, you'll hear it in the video, but uh, it's another thing about how coffee makes people relax. It eases the tension, you need it. And in a lot of movies, they do that. And they don't say, let me get you a glass of wine. Let me get you this or that. They always say coffee. But again, the coffee part played a great, great scene in it. Okay, let's go with this August 10th would be my good friend, um, the late Michael Martin, who would have been, he was born actually 13 days after me. He was born on August 10th, 1957. I was born on October 20, October July 28, 1957. It's 1972. What we used to do is we used to walk from West Pullman on the far south side of Chicago. We would walk to Calumet Park to the uh, Calumet Park Recreation Center where they would have roller skating. So, and that's where all the girls were because by 1972, uh, the girls from our area were already moving out to the suburbs. So we would walk over to the Cal Park Rec Center. So Michael comes to the door, my back door, uh, open it up. He looks at me, he goes, oh my God, babe, what do you got on? I had a shirt with a collar and I did not have my orange Converse on. I had a pair of sandals. I was actually dressed like him. And he starts laughing. He goes, you have sandals on? I go, yeah. <laughs> we walk, we get over to the, to the rec center. We're sitting there. We've just gotten uh, some drinks like pop. This guy comes in. And he's a real big guy and his little buddy. Let's say guy looked like Skipper and his friend looked like Gilligan. So they're standing in front of us. The little guy goes, which one of you is Beaver? Without hesitating, Michael stands up. He goes, that's me. Why? So he looks at the big guy. He goes, I'm Beaver. So the guy looks at him. He goes, you're Beaver. He goes, yeah. And he points to me. He goes, who's this? He goes, Michael goes, I don't know. He goes, well, he sit next to you. Michael goes, I don't even know who this guy is. He's been sitting next to me probably for about 15 minutes. Don't know who he is. Wish he would go away. So I get up. And as I'm walking away, two girls that we knew roller skated by. And this guy, again, looks at Michael. He goes, so you're Beaver. He goes, yeah. And in harmony, these two girls go, that's not Beaver. And then they point to me. That's Beaver. So the guy looks at me. I knew who he was. About a week before that, again, with my big mouth, I told this girl that if, you're, if your brother ever comes to West Pullman Park, you know, he's going to get it. Me talking goofy, but I forgot that when I go to Kelp Park, that's where this guy lives. I turn and I'm just getting ready to tell these girls to keep their big mouth shut. And the good thing I turn because he punches me right in the head, in the side of the head. So I go back, I fall into the hallway, which was a good thing. I'm laying there and the guy's getting ready to come at me. And then Michael pushes him, which stalls. And then the little guy grabs onto Michael. The big guy's trying to get his balance. I'm getting up. 
and I'm running into the ping pong room where they got a ping pong table and I slide under the ping pong table and the guy's trying to get after me. I hear Michael say, hold on, Beaver. He's in all the way in the, in the other room and these girls are yelling, leave Beaver alone. So they roller skate into the room where this guy's trying to get at me underneath the ping pong table. All of a sudden, because the guy's trying to reach underneath the ping pong table, he knows if he goes under it, I'm going to get out and I'm going to run. So he's trying to grab at me. So I'd like to say back then I was a lover, not a fighter, but I was neither. I was just Jeff or just Beaver. I was neither. The guy goes down and he's laying there and Michael's on top of him, holding him. And they're both looking at me and Michael's yelling, Beaver, get a roller skate and hit this guy. I'll hold him. So he's... <laughs> He's holding them and then they start rolling around. I'm sliding out underneath and I grab one of the roller skates that were in this room and everybody's standing around. Nobody's helping, nobody's stopping. I pick up a roller skate and I'm going to hit this guy. And it was like a Three Stooges thing where they're rolling and I'm waiting to get the right thing to hit him. The little guy comes in. He's going after Michael. I pull him off Michael and then manager, supervisor shows up. He comes in there. And he's like, break it up or I'm going to call the police. So we're standing there. The guy goes, what's going on here? And Michael says, well, this big guy punched Beaver. He goes, for no reason. And the guy's like, well, he threatened me. Michael looks at the guy, he goes, this, and he puts his hand on my head. It was funny. He goes, this little Beaver threatened you. You know, like you were a wrestler, football player. The guy goes, yeah. He goes, so let me get this right. You had to attack him in this place because you were afraid of him? Well, now I wasn't afraid of him. So Mike goes, well, it sounds like you were afraid of him. The guy goes, well, we got to end this. So the guy supervisor looks at me, goes, I think I know you. And I looked at the guy, he said, I've seen you at West Poland Park. He goes, that's right. You're from West Poland Park. I go, yeah. So Michael goes, what's going to happen is little beaver here is going to go home. He's going to tell his brothers. They just got out of Vietnam. What's going to happen is they're going to come looking for this guy probably tonight. So he looks at the big guy. He says, you need, you, you need to leave this guy alone. He goes, because what's going to happen is exactly what this guy said. You're going to get it. So a guy looks at me and goes, okay, why did you threaten me? I go, oh, I was just goofing around. He goes, that's not the way my sister put it. I go, well, it's your sister's fault then. So Michael goes, all right, we're going to get out of here. He goes, the only thing you have to do right now is get Beaver another soda because you spilt it on his shirt. He goes, and he never wears a shirt like this ever. He goes, and it's a good thing he wasn't wearing his orange gym shoes because then you'd be really in big trouble. As we're walking away, the little guy that was with this big guy, I know their names, I'm not going to give their names, but he, he his eye was all screwed up. So he looks at Michael and goes, why did you do that? Because apparently Michael, when the guy grabbed him, he stuck his thumb in his eye. As we're walking home, Michael says to me, he goes, do me a favor, don't tell your brothers. I go, why? He goes, because it's not worth it. He goes, you know, he goes, you're going to go home. You're going to tell your brothers and then they're going to be looking for this guy. He goes, it's over. He goes, and you know what? He goes, that little guy, he goes, after I gouged his eye, he goes, he might end up being like that. Uh, what's that singer's name? Sammy Davis Jr. with the glass eye. Which I don't think I ever told my brothers till right now. You know, they listen to this thing, but Cedar Park Bowling Alley on 124th and Halstead. And we're sitting there. And he's like, let me get something. And I don't know where he found it. I think it was behind the desk or behind the bar in there. But he actually got me a cup of coffee, a small cup. He goes, here, just take this, calm down. He goes, then we'll get going. We're walking home. And 
he lived on 120th Parnell. I lived on 123rd Normal. So we get to 123rd Parnell. He goes, all right, I'm going to get going. He said, but remember, just do me a favor. Do not tell your brothers. I said, I won't. He goes, and another thing, let me give you some advice. Always wear your orange gym shoes, your orange Converse. He goes, why you didn't wear them tonight? I go, well, I, you know, I thought it might impress girls. He goes, it didn't. He goes, so keep them orange gym shoes on. He goes, because that guy wouldn't have caught you if you had your orange Converse on. I seen him the next day and we were laughing and <laughs> they were after you because you threatened the guy. He goes, you knew that guy. I go, I know. I said, my big mouth again, got me in trouble. He goes, I don't, he's like, I don't even think that girl likes you. I go, I know. I said, so I was just talking my normal crap, got pasted, but it's a good thing I turned my head because he punched the side of my head. I didn't even have a bruise or anything. Hit me more in the skull. Was there again. He just seemed to be at certain spots for me that just were, you know, I don't want to say save me, but probably helped me from getting a beating. So he was always there. When I found out that he died, there's a, um, uh, at the end of Stand By Me, Richard Drivis is writing the story, and he says, although I had, hadn't seen him in more than 10 years, I know I'll miss him forever. I never had friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. And you know what? Couldn't be more true. I hadn't talked to Michael probably in at least 40 years. When I had read that he had passed away, it was like a piece of my childhood just went away because there's, there'll be other stories later on that I can tell, but this one, I can honestly say it was my favorite one, my best one regarding uh, Michael Martin, because I miss him, you know, just a great, a great guy. I don't know if I mid mentioned this, but he ended up playing on the Arkansas college final baseball team. I think in 1979, it said in his, uh, in the obit and everything. So I didn't know that either. So here's to my good buddy, Michael. That's it for today. Just one other thing. Uh, Rona Mitra's birthday is August 9th. That's my favorite actress. So hers is the 9th, Michael's the 10th. I had to throw that in because I love Rona Mitra. <laughs> so we'll end it on that. So thanks again. Don't forget our Marshall Field stories with my brother coming on um, for September. All four or five Sundays in September, we'll be hitting it with uh, Marshall Fields. I've already got emails regarding uh, people that used to work in Marshall Fields, some shoppers, but I've got it from a couple of employees that used to work there. So it's going to be very enjoyable. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty intense story there, mister. It was, if you would have seen how big this guy was, he was a wrestler for Catholic high school uh -huh. and he, and when Michael pushed him, that's what got him off balance because he was going to jump on me and I, we probably wouldn't be talking right now because he was going to, you know, pound on me when I opened that door and I had my sandals on with my, with my nice shirt. Cause normally I wear 
was wearing t-shirts a lot of uh wcfl i would win t-shirts in radio contests so i had all of these raggedy t-shirts on i never dressed up but for that day i just thought you know i'll put sandals on probably my brother's sandals one of them and uh michael had well he always wore sandals a lot um and he told me at the end don't take them off don't take them them orange converse off you know because they used to say with kids you can run faster and jump higher well for me with converse i you know i love those orange shoes <laughs>